Welcome to Nerdy Geeky Freaky, the podcast for all you nerds, geeks, and freaks. This is episode 31, the podcast that's not going to go the way you think. I am William Jer. I am Mike. And I'm Adrian. And good evening. Welcome 2018 Christmas special Star Wars extravaganza. Happy New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Kwanzaa. Yes. You can't say that. (laughs) You white white person. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to do this a little bit differently. Because it's our, not only is it the New Year's special, it's also our anniversary special since we started about four years ago, almost to the date. Who knows when we started, I don't even honestly remember the, anything that happened six months ago, let, it go, let alone four years ago. But we, what we do on our anniversary specials is we discuss our top five movies of, 20, of the previous year, which is this year, 2017. Uh, so, and then we're going to talk a little bit about... Last Jedi, since we haven't reviewed it yet for you folks. And what else are we going to do? A little bit about Justice League. A little bit of Justice League. JLA, yeah. Are we going yeah. to forsake the comic and game reviews for this this one? Since yeah, just go straight. That's what we do every year. Yeah. No top. comics, no games. But. So let's start off. Who wants to who wants to go with their first top five? We're going to dive right into our top movie? Yeah, top five. Is well, it, now is this is just we're gonna talk about just the movies we like, not nothing we didn't like. Well, I didn't really get into it. Our movies I don't from like. one to five. I yeah, like our, the best movies we saw. Uh, the movie? top five. No, no, no. no. I'm thinking well, how about how about you go like us. this? Uh, do you want to do each one individually, or do you want to just do your whole list first and then my whole list? Blah blah blah. Yeah, let's do do. Boop, Maybe boop. we could do like okay, each do our five and four. No, no, just then, go ahead. Nah, let's do my one through five. Go. You guys are mad him. Let's go, Will. Like we usually do. Come on, Will. All right. Number five. I'm gonna go from. Five to my least, all love, but number one's my number one, of course. Number five, I'm gonna say Logan, which was really good. And I can understand the opening would make it great when he's just destroying people on the um, on the limo scene. Mm-hmm. You guys like that? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love that movie. I, yeah, it's higher on my list than yours. But yeah, well, because there are so good. many good movies, but like okay, it, so that's number five right there. Yeah, really made good for that, especially the whole mother, um, father and. You mean father, father, daughter? There's father no mother thing. Mothers are forsaken in this <laughs> movie. Right here. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's not spend too much time on on the movies because we'll, if we do, we're gonna be talking like two hours, like we did our very first episode. So because yeah, we've already the, reviewed the movies. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four, I got uh, Kong Skull Island, which is really good. Still haven't seen it. You haven't seen Skull Island? It's on HBO. I've been, we saw that. Been want, getting to oh, watch yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I talked about the review. Forrest Gump. I fell I fell asleep when you guys were reviewing it on the on mm. that episode. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's music first, then Kong, which he's tons in, characters and story. Good movie. Number uh, three, uh, Thor Ragnarok, which was hilarious. I had problems with it, but overall it was a pretty good movie. Made it to number three. That's it's, good. It's, good. Good. it's actually not bad for if you having problems with it, it's story number three. Well it was so enjoyable mm-hmm. in those things. And number the two the system is so weird. Good. <laughs> so number two, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, which Michael Keaton is my favorite villain. Yeah, he's things. Villain. You got Beetlejuice and Mr. Mom and like Batman, all villains. I just got it on Blu-ray. I bought it on Amazon for like ten bucks, and I I watched it again for like the first time since it came out, and it is truly a great Spider-Man movie. Except for the Mary Jane part at the end, ruined it. MJ, not Mary Jane. Uh, we are yeah. number one. Star Wars: The Last Jedi, which. I'll talk more about it later. Yeah, but we're gonna go. We're gonna go very in depth into it. I think it was great enough to be my number one movie. I ah, highly enjoyed it. The point I'll point out more that 
I really kept clear of spoilers for this one, which I don't usually get to do. And you watched it like three weeks after it came out, so bravo for you. Dude, it was hard. I had to like, yeah, exactly. Banish a bunch of like people from Facebook just so I can enjoy the movie, but it was good. So that was my number one. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys, what do you guys got? Uh, we're next. Okay. Uh, Hey, go ahead. <laughs> don't don't be a diva. Okay, no. All right, my number five is actually Spider-Man: Homecoming. Like I said, I I just rewatched it recently. <clears throat> very very solid Spider-Man movie. Probably <laughs> the best one since Spider-Man Two. Uh, and I've forsaken the Amazing Spider-Man series already, and uh, I love I Spider-Man like Two. They're pretty good. If if I'm gonna rank it three to one for Spider-Man movie, it's gonna be Spider-Man: Homecoming number three, Spider-Man one, Spider-Man two, Sam Raimi's. As my number one. I still love Spider-Man 2. It holds up to this day. Mm-hmm. My number four is actually Thor Ragnarok. Pretty much for the same reasons it's Will's number three. It's a very fun Marvel movie. Very funny. Uh, big fan of Taika Waititi, the director. He did uh, one of my favorite movies from a couple years ago, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. If you haven't seen that movie, it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it's very funny. Uh, if Especially if you like kind of like deadpan humor. Uh, my number three is actually Blade Runner 2049. Saw this one with Adrian. Yeah, I missed that one. You did miss it. I, and, and I like Blade Runner. And I, I've never I never actually seen the original Blade Runner from beginning to end. Blasphemy. It was 12 cuts. Yeah. I, I still don't know which cut to watch first. Just watch uh, the Blu-ray one I have. I think my brother took it, though, actually, after I yeah, started looking for it. He was supposed to let me borrow it, but he couldn't find it. Uh, yeah. But I know enough about Blade Runner to have gone into this movie. And plus, it's one of those movies that it, <clears throat> you don't really necessarily need to watch the original to appreciate it It'll it help. just it just helps yeah uh very solid movie long little long in the tooth but i actually appreciate it i saw it twice actually uh and uh very good visual movie it's like the visuals in that movie are just like on par and my number two is actually star wars last jedi last movie whatever i love <laughs> i love star wars last jedi saw it three times in theaters uh probably i'm gonna see it one more time before it leaves theaters uh it is probably now, like, on number two for me with Star Wars movies, probably bump Last Soap, because my number one's Empire Strikes Back. And we're going to go into the reasons why I like it more when we do the review, but it's just, for me, this year, it still didn't quite get to number one. My number one is Logan, and that's because that movie crushed my soul. How many times did you see Logan? I saw it twice in theaters, and then I bought it on Blu-ray and saw it again, and every time at the very end, I cry. I don't... Like, I don't even have a daughter, but if I had a daughter, I'd probably cry even more. Have you uh, a clone? Huh? You have a clone? Yeah, I have a clone. I, I've killed my clone before, so it doesn't really bother me that he, that him and his clone fight. But uh, I, I just love Logan. It's, like, one of the best superhero movies to date. It's, like, it's on par with... It transcends the genre. It's basically, like, the new... Like, this year's... This decade's Dark Knight, in my opinion. Patrick Stewart and all of them. Oh, God, Patrick Stewart. He, like, he's. I think he's going to get nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in this one. And I think Logan might actually get Best passed. Picture nomination. Nah, I hope. It's already passed. It ain't, they ain't gonna do no, it. no, no, no. They haven't uh, done the Oscars yet. They're, they're coming in a couple weeks. I know, but I'm saying that it was too early in this year. That's why. Well, he just got nominated for a SAG for Best Supporting Actor and a Critics' Choice for Best right. Supporting Actor. So there's a chance. There's a small chance. I'm 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 holding out hope. I'm not guaranteed that he's gonna he's gonna get it. I just I'm holding out hope he gets nominated. I like Hugh Jackman to get nominated too, but it's just too stacked a year for lead actor. And that's my top five. Adrian, what's your top five? 
Do you have an, Do you even have a list? We talked well, about it. it's it's just it's just so many good movies I've saw. I've, I've, pretty much any movie you guys have seen, if you guys haven't seen it together, you saw it with me at one point. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was kind of the one constant person seeing all these movies. That's true. Um, you, you saw a Ghost in the Shell with this guy too. Oh, in, a, in um, an empty theater. Well, that's not unfortunately on my list, but I will give it an honorable mention that Ghost in the Shell, if you're not a fan, it was it was entertaining. Yeah. And before you all like hate, it. Wonder Woman was my number six. I just didn't get to top five. You know, I'm I'm gonna say number five would probably be Wonder Woman. Um, I actually really enjoyed. This not a part of that movie that I just didn't like. I mean, you know, there's gonna be nitpicking just like in anything. Mm-hmm. You can nitpick all you want and just be like, oh, you know, yeah, this Wonder Woman could have done this, but I I had fun watching that movie from, from beginning to end. Um, Even Aries. Yeah, it 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 didn't bother as much as you guys did, you know, with Mustachio there. But you know, it, it didn't it didn't really bother me that Might much because I was I was so into the Nigel movie and I really liked Aries. and I really liked the characters. Like, Smashing. I thought they both carried the movie very well. Um, probably number four for me would be you know I was gonna toss this around would probably be Guardians two actually. Uh, I didn't watch that till about Guardians two. It was you know it was it was it was, it was entertaining. I'd say because there's some people saying it's either a little bit above the first one or under the first one. I think it was on par with the first one, and I think that's why a lot of people didn't like it as much mm-hmm. uh, because it's the same movie. Now, I mean it's not exactly the same, but it's got the same feel. Yeah. I did revisit it on when it came on Netflix, and I have to say it is better the second time around. The first time I didn't yeah. like how funny they made Drax. I still don't like how funny they made Drax, uh, but. It's still a better movie the second time around. The opening was hilarious. Yeah, but, uh, so yeah, that's that's my number four. Uh, now I'm going to probably say my number three, and I kind of switched it up now, would probably be Blade Runner. Because I watched the original, and I like the noir, futuristic stuff like that. I've, I've always liked the whole cyberpunk, futuristic, noir type feel, and all sorts of movies. And I really like story over, you know... Anything. I mean, you know, there's always style over substance type thing where you could just draw out a movie and just be like, oh, look, it's so pretty, but boring as hell. I mean, if you've ever watched the original one and you watch this one, if you don't like those type of movies, you're going to be really bored. Like, if you're coming into this blind, you're just going to be like, oh. Yeah, it's definitely not a movie for everybody. It's not it's, a movie it's, for It is literally ass-numbingly long, but it's a good, <laughs> but it's, it's a good watch. Um, number two, and i got to swap this around, is probably going to be Star Wars. Last Jedi, because I really did enjoy that movie. There's a lot of stuff I can pick at, which we're going to talk about, obviously. But I didn't leave the theater going like, oh, a disgrace. No, I actually left it going, man, that was like fun Like most fans are doing right now? Yeah, I oh, didn't jump okay. on the hay wagon. I don't see where they're coming from. You know, you, you, you can't please everybody. Exactly. Uh, we're number gonna go one to is probably going to be Logan for me as well, because um, it was just from start to finish. I can watch the movie anytime. It was good enough for me to buy on my on my PlayStation. I have it forever saved on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Spider-Man, so that's another honorable mention. Skull Island? I'm still a physical media uh, guy. You know what, Skull Island would make my top five. It's it's on there of a movie I enjoyed, but this is five that I can just throw on and watch. Mm-hmm. From, yeah, it makes sense. From start to finish. It's so funny how Logan is like one of those movies you can throw on and watch start to finish, but it still makes you cry at the end of the well, time. No, no, it's just I, but that's how I always categorize any movie that I really enjoy. That's why I had to really think about what would be my top five. Something that I would watch from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And that's why my list is a little bit jumbled up because I could pick a lot of these movies as really great movies but some of them I'll hop around scenes yeah Blade Runner I'm definitely going to get on Blu-ray when it comes out I think it's already out is actually. it? it might be so those are my top five yeah. so yeah so that's our top five uh, which one made it on all of our list? I'd say Logan was on yeah, Logan's list. on everyone Star Wars Star Wars and uh, did you say Thor? Thor? no you didn't say no, Thor no I didn't say Thor Oh, interesting. I liked Thor but it, like I said something that's going to have me coming back watching it and you didn't say times. Spider-Man either 
Well, I really like Spider-Man, but I, I had to choose between my top list. And yeah. Although it's up there, I had to choose one or the other, Logan or Spider-Man, and I would probably... Yeah, yeah. I jumped around doing... as well. Because I got Spider-Man saved on my PlayStation 2, which means I really liked it. But if you're talking about a list where I'm placing them, mm-hmm. and I still want to put some other stuff I like... It's one of those things like if yeah. we did a top 10, it'd definitely make the list. Oh, yeah, they'd probably be five. one and two. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so that's our uh, top five. It actually went a little bit quicker than I thought it was going to go. So, well, because there's no point in reviewing half these. We already <laughs> talked about it. You just go back to, and watch the episodes yeah. we review. Oh, except for Star Wars, but we're going to review that right now. And the reason why we're going to forsake everything else is because this you is know probably going to take us there, there wasn't on there even though it came out this year and you said you really liked the movie. It was JLA. Justice League. We didn't... We didn't oh, well, that's yeah. probably like number seven or eight for yeah. me. If I'm going to yeah. do top ten. We uh, should do a top ten show. Sometimes. We should do I'll a top like, ten watch show. Yeah. Yeah. Oops, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't break the table again. <laughs> anyway, uh... Well, let's actually, before we go into our Star Wars review, let's talk a little bit about Justice League since we haven't had a chance to fully review it oh, yeah, since yeah, it came yeah. out in November, right? And uh, we haven't done a show since uh, November, since Thor. Too much of a hiatus right yeah, there. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about Justice League. It's been out long enough uh, and sadly didn't make enough money. Uh, it made... Well, just... we're going to keep it condensed, obviously, folks. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna really talk about the likes and dislikes of what we really liked about the movie. And, and I actually liked it a little bit more than these guys did. So like, that's... I would say don't don't dive into what could have been done director blah blah blah. But I would I would just say movie bare bones. Yeah. Where where would you rank it right off the bat? Like a like a one to ten. Are we oh like our usual rank score? Yeah yeah. Okay I thought you meant like. But that way we can kind of go off of that right now because like I said we're just gonna brush through this. I'd thing. give it a six out of ten. Like it does have its flaws. It's not a perfect movie, but. Enjoyment wise, I'd say it's right about a six for me. Like six what? Oh, six. <laughs> six CGI mustache out of a out of ten. Dang, you took mine. Damn, a year. No, yeah. I would I would just say a, a a nice solid six as well. I mean, six what? I'm not gonna do that. You can't think of these on the spot. He's, he's really about no, it's not that. It's just it's no point. It doesn't deserve a little funny euphemism. Damn. Okay. Six. I probably give it a four. Four out of what? Uh, four, four uh, flashpoint paradoxes. It. Well, you really didn't like it, then. It, it it kept taking me out. Like I like Bruce. He was cool. Superman came back, which I thought they're gonna just kind of like, oh, he's alive somehow. Get the sticking arm, the the sand rose at the beginning of Man mm-hmm. of Steel mm-hmm. for no reason now because I understand directors shit change hands. I think it. I think it suffered from what movies like that always suffer from. It's just especially that. So especially DC right now, it's because they're just trying to cram so much into such a tight space, and you're just like, they're like, we need to catch up, we need to do this, and you're just like, you're trying to put too much, and you're trying to make these characters so likable yeah. that they're becoming unlikable. Well, they're just like, eh. but they just re- announced that there is actually footage of Henry Cavill in the black suit. So my guess is that there was an, in, in the original script there was a, like there was like maybe like a protocol put in place by the by that ship that. Uh, that survived, uh, that if a Kryptonian dies, uh, or like Superman, like, I don't know, maybe there's like a protocol. Something where he did survive, and then that's why the sand rose. Yeah, and he's like in a, he's in like a chamber or something, like, and uh, it re- it restored him, and that's the black suit that he has, the House of L. It would make more sense if he, if he still had to ship, though. You know what the suit's for, right? The black suit? You know what it's for, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's to heal him, right? Is that what well, it's, it's, you read? It, you, it, you it, it, it absorbs. It absorbs the radiation. Yeah, yeah. Right, like the, the, the whole sun. It's basically like a. 
Why they call them the rooftops? Yeah, solar, solar panel. Solar, solar yeah, suit. It's, it's basically a solar suit. Which is why it's black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, and that would have made more sense than, than doing the whole... Um, I mean, they obviously couldn't go into how he returned, like, in the comic, because it has to do with an alien and all this other stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And the metal Superman. They could have done... They could have, like, oh, Cyborg Superman? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just too much, and they, like I said, mm-hmm. they're, they're running into the whole running out of gas, because they're just trying to fit so much, and... And another thing that, the, that this movie suffered from was the studio interference that they... Uh, reportedly, the original cut was about two and a half hours long, and they cut 30 minutes out of the movie to make it two hours because one of the big complaints from the, the DCEU movies so, to this point is that they're too long. Oh, that cares? Batman v Superman being about two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, people sat through a bunch. People are willing to sit through stuff like that. Yeah, but, Especially um, in Justice League. But they make it sure that way they can play it more times. I'd that say, is, that uh, is another thing uh, too. Yeah. I'd say the, the whole reason the movie sits where it does with me it's because honestly when I'm looking back right now I can't remember key moments of the movie exactly you know, right i feel bad for it i mean i was a little distracted but i mean i just i can't remember key parts mm-hmm. even even while i was paying attention i was just kind of mm-hmm. like it's like i'm trying to think back i'm like what scene did i like it was a couple of scenes but i can't really remember it didn't it, it didn't stick with me there's I, scenes i, I, I left the theater and i remember some interesting parts but if you were telling me to go back and be like what about this part i'd be like that was in the movie oops yeah exactly there, there's scenes for me that stick out which is why i enjoyed it a little bit more than you guys like the whole uh when he did come back and he was fighting the entire Justice League and he and flashes uh, super speeding and he just like kind of turns his head. Yeah, that was funny. That was fun. But then like Batman's making puns on his back in broad daylight. Yep, something's bleeding. It seemed weird. It seemed like ben, I know Ben Affleck loves Batman, but it seemed like they were forcing him to. Well, those were the Batman like things. No, those were the. I think those were the Joss Whedon uh, rewrites. Because Joss Whedon rewrote the script. He's actually credited as a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go into that. Original? Yeah. Talking the, about the movie. Yeah. Just talking about the movie. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, blah, 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 blah. Reshoots. CGI mustache. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this movie did suffer from the studio interference and the plot. The plot is a little derivative. It's like something. It's things we've seen before a million times. Uh, I didn't like Steppenwolf. I will agree with you guys on that one. I think. Or yeah, no, you fine. You guys like Steppenwolf, and I. Yeah, he was fine. We're kind of reversing a lot of things about this movie. I'm uh, neutral on this whole movie. Like, there's parts I liked. There's a lot of parts I didn't like. Sweet. I just kind of sit in the center. And I'm like, eh. So if you ask me if I like this character, I'd be like, he was a villain. Yeah, exactly. He, he was, was a, a villain. I did like to have they finally gave Superman a super breath, but it just came out of nowhere, really. It was cool. I like how Superman was overpowered, which he is. When he's fighting Steppenwolf, it's just a one-sided fight. But Superman's got to do take care of him or some other stuff. So he kept leaving. Mm-hmm. And, like, this guy bothering you still? Bam! And stuff. <laughs> and I also read, too, that there's an original... Uh, the original ending was that, actually, Superman still does the same thing. He whips Steppenwolf's ass. And then uh, Darkseid actually comes from through the boom tube. And uh, he not only takes the mother boxes, but he also takes Steppenwolf. And he's like... and the, Or even then... I think there's also there's different there's differing uh, accounts of what the original ending is. One is that Darkseid comes and he takes Steppenwolf. <coughs> Another one is that Steppenwolf escapes, doesn't die, like he doesn't get eaten by the parademons like he does in this one. Well, he kind of got dragged away. Mm-hmm. He could still do it, but I doubt it. And he he goes to uh, <coughs> excuse me, getting over a cough. Uh, he goes to Darkseid's. Uh, Ghost Darkseid, and he um, 
pleads for his life, and he says that he talks about the Kryptonian, and then Darkseid says, "I need to meet. I need to meet this Kryptonian." Meet and greet. Which is setting up Justice League too. And he puts his hand in the golden gauntlet and says, "Like, oh, I got to do it myself." Yeah, pretty much. It was. It was, it was basically. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like the original ending to Justice League with when they introduced Dan, uh, Justice League Avengers when they introduced introduced Thanos, but. Yeah, there's a lot of things wrong with this movie. I'm not gonna say it's a it's a perfect movie, but I did not like Flash. You did not like I actually like Flash. No, I did the young. He was everything he said. It was like Killer Croc. Everything he said was a pun. I don't think he was that bad. He was bad. Yeah, but I I liked him better than it. It's definitely one of the better DC movies, from my opinion. I definitely liked it better than Batman v Superman. Loved it more than I would than I did Suicide Squad. Didn't like it as much as Wonder Woman. Um, Man of Steel is still my top uh, DC movie. DC EU movie. How do you guys like the ending? You mean what? Do you mean the ending or the post credit scene? Um, I don't remember yes. either. No. Um, uh, uh, God, I forgot all their names. Ah, uh, both. Whatever happened. Whatever. What was, what was that? What was the ending? Okay, the first post credit was was a nice little callback to the comics. The oh, race between Flash and Superman. The then the second one was actually the one that should have that is the best post credit scene of any comic book movie. I'm that sorry. was awesome. Like better than Marvel, better than DC. Uh, Luther, remember Luther? <coughs> no, he didn't come back home. for it. I, 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 I watched the one I got home. Okay. It, was, it was interesting. Yeah, Deathstroke and Lex Luthor forming the the Legion of Doom, basically. God, that was like or the, the end of Skull Island, or it's like I could have just watched this and been happy. That was cool. I don't remember. I don't. Even, I haven't seen School Island. Oh, watch the watch after the show. <coughs> it's like fifteen minutes long, but it's like worth. Fast forward. I have that ability. No, now. it's a good movie though. I gave it another. No, no, no. I meant four. after the credits. Mm. I'll fast forward. That's all I meant. All right. Yeah. So yeah, so those are that's our little brief little <laughs> review of Justice League. And that, do you think it's a step in the right direction for DC, or do you think baby steps? Because right now there's there's shakeup again with DC. Uh, they are. I don't they think they're just, ever going to catch their footing, to be honest. Unless, yeah. unless they just take a cue from Marvel and just be like, just have fun with it. Which they is, don't. They, they really don't seem like they know what they're doing. They're either too serious, or they're having too much. Too much fun. And too they don't know how to make right jokes. Mm-hmm. They have no chemistry in jokes. Well, that's because you put Joss Whedon in. What they messed up was they had Joss Whedon. Well, I'm, right I'm, in I'm, those, I'm just not even talking about directors. I'm just talking about. No, I'm not talking about directors either. I'm talking about where they they're messing up is they brought Joss Whedon in to throw that Avengers flavor in, but it doesn't mesh well because of the previous movies they set up. Right now they're kind of going the Fox route, which I call continuity spontaneity. It's they're forsaking continuity for the sake of telling a new story, which is not good if you're starting a cinematic universe. Because one of the great things about Marvel is that their continuity is it has there's some issues in continuity with Marvel, but um, just timelines and stuff. Yeah, the MCU continuity is tight. It's like really solid. Like they keep like track. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they keep track of of the of the story beats they set up in previous movies, and then they address it later. And that's the one that's Kevin Feige because they have. That's the one thing that DC and Warner Brothers needs um, that Marvel has. They need a Kevin Feige. <laughs> huh? Go on. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm doing what we said we so we're going to do, but you have a voice. You can you can go you get for a one. show. No, that's fine. Continue. They need a Kevin Feige, someone to rein it all in, have a vision, an overall vision, and not falter at the first sign of a of a speed bump. Because if 
Because if you think about it, if we're looking at MCU, they could have changed everything after Iron Man 2 because Iron Man 2 wasn't as well received by critics. Yeah, surprised they didn't too. Someone really had to step up and say, calm down. Mm-hmm. And But Kevin Feige's like, no, this is the this is the path we're, we're going to. This is the path we're going to stay on. And look at where we're at now, where every single Marvel movie that comes out it's not only critically acclaimed, it's also fan acclaimed. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Like, so that's what they need. They need somebody who is just going to pretty much tell the studio, no, we're staying on this path. If, even if we put out a subpar movie, even if like our story elements don't make sense in this particular movie, we're going to stay here because we need to get to this point. And this is the only way to get to this point. So that's all I'm going to say. Let's talk That's about Star Wars. I like Superman. Say. Superman was cool. How do you guys like Aquaman and Wonder Woman and uh, oh, Cyborg? About, Cyborg. We didn't talk about that. Whatever about Cyborg. Cyborg was just whatever to me. Oh, we didn't really uh, talk. I thought CGI looked bad. Full body shot looked pretty bad. I just, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, it was a movie. Characters were characters. I mean, there's not really much too much to talk about. I mean, take a bunch of characters that you would like to see on screen. Got to see them. And, but it was just, it's like that. It's like, yeah, I got yeah, to see them. Like, this is what you've done, Warner Brothers. You beat down. Adrian, it's, no, it's a just, submission. It's nothing like that. It's just, yeah, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't talk about it in the sense of, like, I can't get excited for something yeah. that I was just so lukewarm on. That's yeah, true. Like I said, there's 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 stuff to like, but when you saw how the movie went out, you're just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I'm not going to. It's I, like, I'm, I'm very it, yeah. lukewarm, and it's it's like asking me to get excited and try to go into detail about something that I just kind of, like, got handed, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is, this is nice, but, you know, it's not really what I needed. But thank you. You know, that's kind of what it felt like, you know? So it was just like, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff you can nitpick and be like, oh, I like this. But it's all visuals at that point. It's like, did you like the way they look visually? Yes. Did I like the way they performed? Sure. Did I like how the movie played out for all their characters? No. Yeah, pretty much. It was just, it was just too much. It was, it was too much and it was not enough time. I mean, when you only get like... 10 minutes here, five minutes there of screen time for these characters. You're like, well, I know what they're like. You know, unfortunately, I think I'm spoiled because I watched all the animated movies. God, and, they make good And movies. I really enjoy the animated movies because they show the characters and they all have their standalone things and you end up falling in love with these voice actors and the way they portray the characters and the stories are great. And then you watch a live action movie and you're like, you know there's something better. <laughs> so you're kind of like, well, I've seen something. It's like... The Last Airbender, the Avatar. <laughs> I watched the anime. Don't talk to this guy first. about Last Airbender. And I watched the movie, Airbender. and I'm like, "Wow, there's something so much better." <laughs> so that's 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 kind of what it's like. It's like you, sometimes it's hard to put something on screen, and when there's something better that's on TV or on on DVD that came out before, it's kind of like, hmm. "Do I really want to?" It's like seconds. It's, it's like sloppy seconds. What do you want? You know, it's like. Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched it twice in theaters, and I did not. I'll be honest. I'm like the second time. I fell asleep during the whole city raid scene when they're like when they go to the little Russian city. Yeah, with the family that had yeah. nothing to do with anything. The family, yeah, the family was a weak story element. Uh, but what is movie? Yeah, yeah movie. Yeah. Passing grade, I guess. Uh, we get yeah, I got a four. Sucks. No, I know. I say, but I consider that when you mesh all of our things, I guess it's a passing grade. It's like getting a C minus. It's a, oh. it's, it's a small step in <laughs> the minus, right direction yeah. as long as they. Get their five to be like. This How'd you put it? Work. Would you recommend it to a friend? Yeah, I would. I would, and I really I hope they make more. I hope they don't stop. Like you if they're don't? not a fan. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> you got um, a hot date with your rush, man. No, no. I was, I was asking <laughs> questions, then you said that. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Basically, I hope they make more. 
Um, I hope they're better, but you know, I obviously you don't have to try as hard, DC. Mm. I got Deep Marvel for that, and Disney. Just say Disney, <laughs> Jesus. I got Disney for that now. X Men and Fox and Scrolls and Klingons and all kinds of fun stuff. All right, well, let's speaking of uh, Disney, let's Disney. Talk, let's talk Star Wars now. Star Wars: The Last Jedi. This is gonna be the the remainder of our show because this we're only gonna take an hour right here. Real fast, I want to know how you guys feel since uh, Fox is bought by Disney. Do you think they're gonna bring back the um the whole oh, opening the box up. opening the fan um fanfare yeah oh it's head they can <laughs> if they wanted to I mean by the time the whole deal actually goes through because it's gonna go through eighteen months of uh, congressional hearings they can sure still put on the DVD for the Last Jedi what are we talking about? you know the fanfare bum 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 and it goes Lucasfilm it's like boom can't imagine why not I mean they still do Lucas's thing at the beginning you know well because Lucasfilm is owned by Disney uh. The no, Fox fan I'm just saying, this, that would be like getting rid of a legacy thing of it being, you know. I, I don't think it's so. It's altered a few times. They don't yeah, the way they change them on DVDs, my I don't, I don't think they're going to do the Fox fanfare only because it's still going to, Lucasfilm is going to be in charge of Star Wars. I think, I think what Disney's going to do. You, Mike. I think what Disney's going to do is what Disney has been doing with Marvel and Lucasfilm is they're buying it, but they're not rebranding it. Like, so Marvel's going to come out in front of all the Marvel Fox movies from now on, but I think it's still going to be produced in name by 20th Century Fox. I think they're just buying the studio, but they're going to keep the studio intact. Well, of course, but I yeah. want to know about the fanfare. I want to know if they're going to pitch, pitch that on there. As for, like, I don't think they would, because it's Lucasfilm doing it now. Like, yeah, but, but, they can, but now they're going to have the original Last Hope, the theatrical cuts, because that was held by Fox. Um, oh, yeah. Through the even despite the deal from Lucasfilm, yeah, they they owned it. So yeah. they can re-release Last Hope with the Wait, Fox Panther. Star Hope? Wars of yeah, sorry, New Hope. New Hope. Last Hope. I was like, ah! I was like, what the hell is Last I'm, Hope? I'm, I'm melding to Last Jedi. I'm I'm melding it to Last Jedi and New Hope. Um, anyway, Have with you New Hope, seen the Last Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Empire of the Rises. I'm playing. Uh, anyway, I love. So they could do that. They could re-release uh, New Hope and with oh, the Fox fanfare so. and all that stuff. Maybe the original edition, the non. They already did that edition. though, back in the nineties. Nineties. Yeah, the, what is it? The late nineties when they did all three. Yeah, songs like mid, movie mid to late nineties, like because I remember I, I watched them in the theaters with my dad. That's how I got like, introduced to Star Wars. My aunt took me to see the uh, re-releases in the nineties, uh, mm -hmm. and I actually right afterwards, uh, right after we saw Return of the Jedi, she bought me the uh, Luke screen lightsaber. Ah, yeah. I heard. Whatever. <laughs> and then I got, and then like I broke it, and then Phantom Menace came out, and my mom bought me Qui Gon's lightsaber. Nice. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty much a green lightsaber. Yeah. I had to have green. I, had to have green. I don't know. Green was one of my favorite colors. You know? Red, full. Green Ranger. Yeah. Uh, I never had a red lightsaber until now. I have uh, Darth Vader's lightsaber. It's a little cheap. Anyways. One more. Movie. Movie. <laughs> so that's the opening. Uh, I like the whole scroll thing where he talked about few things in between, not a whole lot. Now this is where the f biggest issue comes up for people for the hardcore fans who are hating on Last Jedi, and I want to address it because I think it's unfair hate because they assume it takes place pretty much right after the Last Jedi, uh, the Force Awakens ends. Yeah, basically like here's but the lightsaber. Here's the thing though, Ray's adventure, Ray's part of it, is on a different timeline than what's happening with. Uh, Poe, Finn, and that Rose character. Is it? It is. Because what's going on during that timeline takes place within, I think, six, like, eight to ten hours, I think. 
Because they said the fuel reserves only have so so much. I think they said about the time zones in space. <clears throat> think about it. Ray's adventure takes place, I think, about three days. Three, yeah, about three, maybe two or three days. That's plenty of like. Shrug. So when she leaves Luke's island, that's when she's, while she's traveling to wherever they are at in this in that star system from that beacon that she's yeah. following. That's what's going. She's travel while she's traveling. It's that's going down. Yeah. So basically, when she's when she leaves Force, uh, the the rebel base in uh, Force Awakens, it takes her all that time to get to the island, and that's where we set up. Basically, where while she's leaving, and her journey is all taking place. So there is no continuity error because everyone's saying like, how is how is the First Order already a supreme power in the galaxy just they after going? Been. They just blew up like a rebel base. And well, the Resistance has has been doing that, resisting the First Order, and they haven't been able to. Um, fully take control because of the Republic fleet. They did it in the last movie. No, that, that when they blew up the Republic. Yeah. Yeah, when they blew up the Republic and the fleet. That's the one thing that was keeping them at bay because the Republic fleet was greater than the, the First Order fleet. Yeah. And pretty much established that in the, in the Force Awakens. So what are they talking about? So right after They're just talking about continuity-wise. Yeah, yeah but it makes just, sense. Continuity. But no, but just this is a timeline because people are saying... Because they don't takes, explain it. Because they're saying it takes place right afterward. Basically, it's easy to think about it in your head when you start thinking about it, but because they don't say it in the movie... People were like automatically angry. Fuck them. Okay, carry on. Um, I didn't have a problem with that. That's people's gulps. Okay. I, I don't know. I just think it's people just trying to distinguish time, and I really don't. You don't care. care. Time. Exactly. I'm just like, who so cares? Edward Munoz asks a, a a good question. This is actually gonna segue into another uh, issue people are having with the movie. Like, I want to talk about people's issues with the movie mainly because I think it's unfair. Well, yeah, and call in if you were listening yeah. so and ask us questions. If you're watching, ask us questions. We'll answer them. But Edward Munoz wants to know if if we feel that humor added to the saga is bad for Star Wars. No, they've always been funny. Yeah, they've always Luke had... Luke kiss his sister. It's hilarious. <laughs> do you feel humor added to the saga is bad for Other Star Wars? Other than that, um, yes. no. Yes, I do, actually. You do? You I, do? Do. I, felt, I felt... It's the same thing as anything. When you have something just just done a certain way for so long it's not that humor was bad it was misplaced humor and that's always my biggest problem with movies when they have like a humor that just feels out of place where you're like never seen anything like that prior to this other than the three prequel movies that mm-hmm. started doing all the really silly stuff yeah. but if you're going off of the original ones and then you watch this one you're kind of like which they're trying to go back to that was just especially in the second movie that was just really misplaced humor I, I actually feel like there's more misplaced humor in Force Awakens than yeah, there's a lot more jokes than Force Awakens yeah. no, no but I'm saying there was more jokes but this one there was there was just parts that was just seemed misplaced they, they didn't really need to be a joke or a weird are you talking cute thing are you right? talking about the opening with the Poe and, and the no but you know what that actually doesn't bug me as much right? as, as anything but I mean there's that there's Hux being kind of silly he's like can you hear me you know I, I, I get the whole banter joke it just it just seemed a little out of place mm-hmm. yeah it kind of really uh, character. the casino the... parts the, the the humor thing there was some parts that were funny and there's some parts where you're just like doesn't need to be there I like Yoda's thing he made me laugh no that was actually perfect I thought that was a great throwback oh, to God. part 3 or part 2 by Empire yeah. I have a moment but mm-hmm. carry on but yeah like that is like one of the concerns that people are that hardcore fans are having with 
well, the saga so I'm far. I'm not saying you guys asked me, but the question on here was, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, the humor. Yeah, I, I felt as a as a viewer and a Star Wars fan since, you know, this all started. Uh, I think Star yes, Wars. Yeah. I thought that some of the humor was just seemed. Uh, I feel like not terrible. I just felt that some jokes were mis misplaced. It's just like anything. Just I feel like some jokes could have been taken out. And it wouldn't New Hope was yeah. was funny, but not super funny. Empire was darker for a reason. It had a little bit of humor, but not too much. Jedi was riddled with humor, especially with the Ewoks, and that's when George Lucas decided he's going to make these movies for children more more so than the more grown adults that were by the time Jedi came out from who, who originally watched the original 77 one. And uh, then fast forward to about 20, what, 30 years later? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he did Phantom Menace and, and Attack of the Clones, went super funny, especially Jar Jar. And he that's kind in, of the trajectory. He stepped in poop. <laughs> that's kind of the trajectory that. Star Wars has been on since... Like, at least kids are toys. Like, anyway, how did you feel about the jokes? I felt kind of the same uh, as Adrian. Not as as much as Adrian, though. I feel like the humor was was better placed in this one than than in The Force Awakens. Because in The Force Awakens, I felt like everybody was funny. Like, Poe, Finn. Not really Ray, but sometimes Ray. Then the beat, and then BB-8 was basically, like... Oh, but he's hilarious. Yeah, he's hilarious. See, but I felt that flowed perfectly. Like, there was never a part where I rolled my eyes. Exactly. In this one, those parts where I was like, okay. I'm trying to, I, I, what joke specifically, I'm trying to think. I don't, I remember being. Any part where Hux, especially with him yelling. Yeah, Hux, they really. The part where did. Luke milked the animal, that rolled my eyes a little bit. I was like, oh, come that, on. Yeah, oh, I, 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 did, I did roll my eyes on that uh, one too. That felt like. The little. The I saw little, it coming, the, yeah. The, I didn't not not like the little aliens on the island that were fixing everything. Oh, the, I just the felt like yeah, I just felt like no, no well, those things. Yeah, it kind of reminds a little bit. Oh, the elephant people. No, the, the uh, little the ladies. That, yeah, the, the caretaker. I think they look like elephant people. Well, the, yeah, the caretaker. They weren't too bad, but there was parts where I'm like, they don't need them there. <laughs> the part when you know. Uh, but they're, Ray, they're the Ray, Ray cuts the rock and it yeah. takes out the thing. That part had me chuckling pretty good. And I was like, that's pretty funny. But they didn't, you're right, they didn't need to be there, but they were there enough to where it didn't. No, no, I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm saying that I, I didn't mind them there, but those scenes where they, they didn't, didn't jar jar those. That's, that's the new, that's the new verb, jar jar. Yeah. But that's, but that's what I mean by those parts. But then there's like tons of parts that I really liked. I mean, yeah, I didn't have a problem with any joke, but I didn't really get I a like whole lot. The part like, everyone else. I pretty much enjoyed all the jokes that I'm aware of. It's not like the Last Justice League where they're making puns. There's no puns. I'm happy. No puns in Star Wars. That's a good point. Puns yeah. did not exist a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. So, uh, all the stuff I did. We got a question? Nicole, well, she, she just has a comment. Uh, she's, she liked Luke's Only humor. Only questions, Nicole! <laughs> no, no, she's, I, I, yeah. I agree with her. I, she yeah. liked Luke's humor, but everyone else felt forced. Pun! Uh, no puns. The at, scene. at points, yeah. people felt forced. Yeah. There was some people that can naturally be funny, but mm -hmm. there was some like 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 I said, the hot thing was pretty bad. There was there was, there was there was scenes where I was just kind of like. She like brings said, up the scene funny. where Ray reaches out for the force, like literally reaches out, and Luke does that thing with her hand with the little leaf, mm. like. Oh, you cannot bats her. She felt that that was forced, but Mark Hamill handled it perfectly, and that's because Mark Hamill is basically a he's you know he's. Luke Skywalker, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he's dealt with not you. No, yeah, He's just saying in, in, in general. Talking to you, man. Anyway, uh, not you, the viewer. Any, but anyway, I 
I'm gonna push back against a lot of like. What did you guys think about the Canto Bite stuff, the Casino Planet? Do you think it was unnecessary to go there? And but then you had nothing else going on. That's besides watching the chase. But oh, you know, you know what, you know how I put this in. I forgot who I was talking to, but they're like, great idea. They could have cut that short. They could have made it like the canteen scene, the cantina scene in uh, A New, New Hope. Hope, where you know they show up, they look for the person, they meet him, some stuff ensues for a little bit, but then they're gone. Well, I watched it. I watched it. Uh, I I felt they stayed there too long. I watched it, it three times. All in all, that scene takes place, it takes about 10 minutes, maybe, at most. You're right, they could have cut it down to five minutes. But they keep cutting minutes. back to it, that's the part I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, they keep, they could have cut it down to like five, a five-minute scene. Oh, you know what? What? Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, tell me if you guys agree with this uh, analogy that I had for the movie. Because to me, how I split this movie, because don't get me wrong, I really liked the movie, I really enjoyed it, I have really nothing too negative to say about it, but... Did anybody else feel like, and I want to hear comments from anybody, that did this movie feel like half a movie and then the other half of stuff going on felt like an episode to a TV show? Like, it's like, tune in next Star time. Star Trek? No, no, but you know, like, to me, any part with Ray or anything that really had to do with more of the serious tone of the thing, like jumping between, like, Kylo and then jumping to Ray's section, and then when you got back to the fleet, just staying ahead of everything... It felt kind of like an episode. It's like, I could see it's like next it time on the episode, if they keep their distance, you know, if it, it, it felt like oh, that, it, it felt kind of like an episode to me. So it felt like a movie meshed in with an episode. That's what you're saying. I well, get it. They, they explain it. I mean, you know, they do say the reason why the, the fleet's able to stay ahead is because they're smaller and faster than the big giant oh, Star no, Destroyers. I, I get that. But uh, each time they cut wild. back to it, it's just them running away. They had little ships they could just pour mm. out of it and just attack the ships, but I don't want to go that far yet. Um, Edward Munoz has a good point. Yeah, that... Thank you. <laughs> I, it's, it's just how I felt. Like, after watching the movie, I was like, you know, if, if that's what I felt like. I was just like, it felt like half a movie, half a TV mm-hmm. ship itself. Yeah. Okay. It felt like I was watching it was, uh, what was the cartoon when they came out with? Uh, the Clone Wars? Oh, yeah, Rebels. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rebels or Rebels Clone or Clone Wars. Wars. It, it felt like an episode. Like, I was expecting someone to chime in halfway through and be like, Next time on, you know, Star Wars, uh, whatever, you know. Yeah. But okay, I see, what, I see your point. Uh, okay, I kind of agree that the that subplot was really just like kind of what Nicole just said right now. She it's like filler. It's time filler in between. You talking about the casino? Part? No, no, no. The, the or, chase or just the whole chase and casino yeah. part. Actually, but that, that whole half with them. The casino. The the casino. I actually always I wanted to push back on that for a reason because that's necessary for Finn's development. Towards the end of the movie, like I found he was underused actually. Well, see, it okay, was. here's the thing about Finn that not a lot of people understand. He he never was a part of the resistance. He was a defector from the First Order, and all he wanted to do was escape the First Order and live free. Yeah, he woke up. He was not even part of it because he was unconscious on the ship, and he's like, "Okay, I gotta go." He's on the ship, and for like maybe twenty five minutes, Look, he frees Poe not because he believes in Poe's uh, agenda, like and destroying the First Order. He frees Poe because he needs a pilot. I mean, they say it pretty clear. Like, you need a pilot. I need a pilot. So they then he lands on Jakku, runs into Rey, and he sees, he sees for the first time, somebody he can save instead of hurt. And then he realizes that Rey can defend herself. And then the First Order comes, and he's kind of forced into this path that he doesn't want to be on. You know, he wants to run away from the First Order. And everybody he runs into on that mission is running towards the First Order to fight them. And it's not Except until, this movie. huh? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It's not until uh, 
Ray's in trouble that he decides to finally fight with the resistance. Because Ray's his only friend. The only friend he had up until that point was Poe, and but Poe died in his in his mind. And then now we then he pretty much fights Kylo Ren, gets hurt. The res, the resistance takes him, heals him. Maybe that's why I felt like he was a little underused. I thought they kind of skipped over that pretty quick. You know, he was injured pretty bad. I thought they were gonna go somewhere. That's why yeah, I say exactly. there's, there's a time. There is I a little bit of a the time back. Gap. No, no, yeah. I, I don't. I don't mean time gap. I just thought they would have done something interesting with the fact that he got lightsaber like mechanic or shoulder scar or something. You know. Yeah, but it was just kind of like he, what suit? You know, but uh, because as soon as he wakes up, he he realizes that the first order, he, like he finds Poe. They're already in. In lights in hyperspace. I have so. no idea on the color of the milk thing. I, I was too weirded out by that scene. It's, Sorry, it's, it's green. <laughs> I was I, I wasn't looking at the color. Of my Technically, going, it's green milk. I think, but it's it's supposed to be a callback to. The I, blue I, milk. I, I did like Mark Hamill's face though. Yeah. Kinda oh, gives I saw like his up. beard and stuff. He's like, mm. yeah. I'm like, mm. that was really, that was really <laughs> that was really more like a like him looking at Ray like this is what you really want. Yeah. Like you want to be like me, yeah. drinking milk. milk from another. But anyway, milk, milk, uh, milk. Anyway, back to the Finn thing. In this one, the reason why, like, he wakes up, they're already in light speed, and he finds Poe, Poe ex- and Poe explains to him about this whole thing, and then uh, Leia tells him that when they, when she's ready to come back with Luke, like, you know, here's th- this thing to light, light their mm-hmm. way. And then, bam, they get attacked. Yeah. Well, and he's, the, the first thing he thinks is not escaping... Because he wants to uh, escape the first order, he wants to escape because he doesn't want Ray to come back into a slaughter. Well, that's why I said I felt he was underused because I thought they were gonna go that route where he's trying to get back to her. Because I kind of like that. I was like, oh, he's trying to get back to her because there's some kind of connection, which is kind of sad because I'm like, mm-hmm. they don't meet each other. Well, I'm hopefully everyone saw this movie by now, but none of these people come across come across each other until the end of the movie. Yeah. So you kind of felt like. Well, but see, that's the thing. I wanted to see Ray and Finn again. That's why I'm pushing back Finn. against this whole Canto yeah. Bite scene being unnecessary. The Canto Bite scene is necessary for Finn's development because the reason why he decides to go on that mission to Canto Bite in the first place to try to stop the First Order from tracking them through Lightspeed is because not only does he, because he wants to make sure that Ray is safe and Rose and Poe want to make sure that the fleet is safe. He's doing it. He's still doing it because he wants to save Ray. And he sees that as a means to saving Ray. Poe stays behind because he's he needs to watch over the resistance and make sure. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> no, go ahead. It and did feel like a, I feel, I feel so, like we're doing like a like a, a, a red version of the entire movie. We're gonna, we're gonna give you a whole rundown of the yeah, entire movie much. step by step. So in this scene, he walks in, looks to the left mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> so 